And so when we look at Matthew 23, verse 29, the Bible says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Now, one of the words that was consistently used for the Pharisees is, is hypocrites. And so sometimes when you, when, when you study what Jesus said about the Pharisees, you can really understand the definition of hypocrisy in the eye of, with, with the eye of Jesus. Are we together here? Yes, there is a way Jesus saw hypocrites. And um, he used the Pharisees as a major icon for hypocrisy. And he also asked us that we should make sure, he, he told his disciples, they should be weary and careful of the living of the what? Of the Pharisees. Are we together here? So you see, the, the Pharisees not just uh, 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 inaccurate spiritual leadership. Amen. The Pharisee is a type of heart. Are we together, friends? It's a type of heart that wouldn't allow you, you see, to express and to have access into divine life or into kingdom life. Are my friends here? And so it was not just, so you can, it's not until you are a spiritual leader, you see, before you can be a Pharisee. Because it warned normal people not to be like the Pharisees. Are you together with me? So the Pharisee is a type of heart. Are my friends here? It's a type of heart that we need to sometimes understand and excuse ourselves from that type of heart. And so today we'll be looking at one or two things, maybe one thing about that heart and then we would make sure that we are free from that disposition. Are we together here? You know, um, uh, uh, and you see, this, the funny thing about the Pharisee's heart uh, and why we need Jesus to, to, to sh- give us light is that the premise of their action is always laced with pseudo-spirituality. Are you together with me? The premise, the premise of their action is always laced with what? With pseudo-spirituality. You see, and so, and so sometimes and many times, you, 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 see, you see, you might not know that it is carnality because it has a lace of what? Of spirituality. Are you together with me? Praise God. Sometimes when people pray, you might think they are prayerful, you know, but, but it might be, you know, Jesus Christ was talking about don't give harms the way the world gives harms. He was trying to correct many things. Hams. All right, Matthew 23, 29. So what unto the scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchers of the what? Of the righteous. Now, now, friends, when you see people, when somebody desires and decides to build tombs for the prophets and sell polkas for the righteous, how can that be hypocrisy? Are you together here? Yes, now, doesn't this look like real spirituality? All right. All right, you're ready to go back to your seat. All right, you can go. All right. 
Doesn't that look like real spirituality? It does. So it's always, it's always laced with pseudo-spirituality. And, um, and, and, and Jesus is not... He, he can see. And he says, you won't deceive me. You see, by building tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchers of the righteous. Are my friends here? Now let's read further. It says, and say if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Follow me. If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with the blood of the prophets. So, there was something consistent about Israel, which you will see in scripture here. Read the next verse. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophet. So there's something about Israel <laughs> that there's a group of people, there's a type of heart that always love to what? Kill the prophets. Now the truth is, there is a bounty on the prophet's head. Are we together, friends? The enemy has put a bounty on the prophet's head. Anytime somebody is sent from God, are you with me, friends? There is a bounty on their heads. The, the prophet's life is at risk. I tell you the truth. If nobody told you, I'm telling you that a prophet's life is what? Is at risk. There is a bounty. Anytime anyone, and please, I need you to understand this, that anytime you see, you see what you call ministry, there is a lot of warfare in it. There is a bounty on the prophet's life. From the old covenant to the new covenant. Only few prophets escape the sword. I tell you the truth. It's better in the New Testament. But I tell you the truth, there is a bounty on a prophet's life. When there is a calling on your life, there is warfare around your life. I'm going somewhere with this thought. I, need, I just need you to understand this thing so that you will not be, you will not be carnal or naive. There's a bounty. There is, assassins have been sent out. 
to snuff out the life of prophets. Why? Because prophets are deliverers. And the enemy knows that if, I, if we don't take out the prophets, we will lose our prisoners. So there's always a bounty and there is always assassination program against the Lord's prophets. Check all the Jesus' 12. All of them, all of them were attacked from day one to their last day. Oh, go, go, you see, go read history, church history. And even in contemporary times. And that's why some prophets usually shift from prophet to life coach. Yeah. It's not a small, it's not a small place. When you step into destiny, swords are drawn. And that's why when you step into ministry or destiny or your calling, you need legitimacy. Heaven has to approve of you. Or else, your blood will be leaked. Like gelato. <laughs> now, some of you don't know this. I need to tell you this. Some of you are just enjoying, but you don't know about the warfare. It, it is war to get you free. Today I drove between 80 to 100. Because for the last 48 hours, the alarm, yeah, the alarm over my life was on the highest. I picked it in the spirit. Bam, bam, bam. Ha! Before leaving, I said, prayer. They didn't know why I was saying them pray before we travel. Pray. And I was waiting for some words and the person I asked to pray. If she did not mention those words, I would pray the prayer a second time. I was driving like a child. Because the Bible says you should not make room for Satan. That was another day teaching. It's a teaching on its own. If you make room for Satan, he can do more things. Yes. That's why if Satan wants to kill you by accident, fix your tires mm-hmm. and, and make your car good so that accidents will not kill you. <laughs> because Satan needs bad tire. The demon needs bad tire to kill you. Yes. So that's why I say don't make room for Satan. That's why the amount of people that die from childbirth in, in Africa are more than those that die in America. It's not because Satan prefers more Nigerian babies. It's that we are making more room for Satan by not having the right equipment and all of that. That is the force of the gift of administration in any place. You see, if you don't want Satan to finish you, be careful. You have to do all your things with care so that it will not have... It needs a room. Satan always needs room. So don't say demon, 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 demon every time. By the time you have too many demons having inroad into your life, is that you have too many open doors. 
And sometimes they are natural things, they are simple things that Satan will use. Ah, Satan delayed me for that meeting. I got late in that meeting. If you didn't play, if you don't want to go late, make your papers complete. So the police will not, Satan will not use police. So you have to tighten the knots. That's why you will notice that some things happen more in Africa than other places. Is it that Satan is more wicked here? No. It's that we are giving him chance. Are you together with me? If you buy a brand new car, you will notice that the amount of times you'll be stopping on the road by that Satan delayed your journey will reduce. Yeah. Yeah. Just by changing the car. <laughs> but that's another day. I've already I've started preparing this particular teaching for another time. But the real point is, there is, there is a bounty on the life of the prophets. They like to take prophets' lives. Since the day Moses was born, he has not even started ministry. A decree has been released, take out the babies. Jesus was born, a decree released, take out the babies. The man in his early 30s, they already cut off his neck, John. John the Baptist's head was already gone. Jesus, by 33, he was on the cross. All the apostles, the only one that escaped was, was John the Baptist. John the Beloved. So, it's a very, it's a very serious terrain. Are we together here? So it says, you are of the children of what? Of them which what? Kill the prophet. Now let's read here. Fill ye up the measure of your fathers. Just be quick. Fill it. Perfect what your fathers are doing because you are like that. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? Are we together here? So, you can see here that even though we're talking Pharisees and scribes, they are still killers of, pro- of prophets. You will have an assumption that those who are custodians of the laws should be lovers of the prophets. That you would have an assumption that those who would take out the prophets are, are the people, are the Gentiles. Are we together here? Am I correct here? But no, there is a generation in Israel that has the anointing to snuff out lie from who? From the prophets. One in church history, there's no man of God that has been destroyed or brought down that what was possible outside the, the household of faith. Nothing from outside can take out a prophet. Prophets are usually taken out from where? From inside. Am I preaching here? They're usually taken out from inside. That's why the prophets also told us that a man's enemies are the idea of his household. So there is a type of heart in Israel that has the capacity to what? To snuff out life from the prophets. Now, we need to learn how not to be those kinds of people. Are you together with me? Because you, you need to understand that carnality is a natural thing. You don't learn 
to be carnal. You actually learn to be spiritual. So if you leave yourself the way you are, you are carnal. Now, now, with good intentions. Because some of you hype good intentions too much. That what makes you spiritual is not good intention. What makes you spiritual is teaching. <laughs> Are you together with me? You have to be taught how to be what? How to be spiritual. You don't have to be a good person. Good person is not spirituality. Yes, sir. Okay, let me take it a bit, a bit further. Good heart is not spirituality. Your heart can be good though. But your ways are carnal. Because the ways of the Lord has to be learned. It has to be taught. Are we together here? Praise God. Warned to scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchres of the righteous, and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers of them in the blood of prophets. Now, these are people who were appreciating dead prophets, but were practically in charge and financing and sponsoring the death of the current prophet. Now, there was the Pharisees that were leading the taking out of Jesus Christ. And even John, are you together with me? But guess what? They are building tombs for the dead prophets. And, and behaving like they love prophets. But right now, God had a current prophet was here right now, and they were planning to kill that one. Yes, serpents, generation of vipers, how can ye escape the mission of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them ye shall kill and what? And crucify. It's a natural instinct. Now, you see, the, the prophet is actually sent to you. But when your soul is corrupted, when your soul is not right, you will think the prophet is against you. You receive the prophet as an enemy, whereas the prophet was a gift. Yeah. Now, can I take it a little? Yes, sir. The prophet is a what? Yes. It's a gift. Now, the prophet is not a colleague. Yes. And that's why there is a way and a manner to receive a prophet. And the Bible tells us that. The Bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, talking about the authority of a prophet or the placement of a prophet. Am I preaching here? There is a way God placed the prophet. That's what he calls name, the authority of a prophet. If you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, then you will be able to receive a prophet's reward. 
Are you together with me? Now, who's a prophet? Somebody sent by God. Somebody carrying, carrying a, 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 an assignment, an authority from God. And that's why the husband is a prophet. The wife is a prophet. In the context of marriage. That your husband is your, your husband before you married him was Dekunle. After you married him, he became a prophet. Now, if you still treat him as Dekunle, you will not receive the reward. Am I preaching here? How many of you know Dekunle? You know Dekunle Fuji? Where is he now? Kobams did a lot for that man. Are we together? Yes. So, I said, Do you know Dekunle Fuji? <laughs> eh? What song did you sing? Are we still together? Praise God. So I send you prophets. So prophets are sent to you. Are we together here? Now, now when a prophet is sent to you, he cannot again live by your rules. Why can't he live by your rules? Because he was sent by another. And it is the rules of the one who sent him. Am I preaching here? That he would follow. Now, if you are too caught up in your rules, you can't receive a prophet. Because a prophet will always offend you. Because it was not sent to respect you. Am I preaching here? I don't know if I'm preaching. I don't know if I'm seeing the the Bible here. Now, one of the reasons why um, John was taken out was that he actually came to prepare people for Jesus. And in part of his preparation, he rebuked the king for marrying his brother's wife. Are we together here? That was part of his preparation, but that was against the way of the king. Eh? That That was against their way. He was saying something that contradicted their way, and that costed him his head. Why? Because the people didn't like what he was saying. Praise God. Now, if, if, if John had adjusted what he was saying to align with how the people were living, he would not be killed and he would be liked. You see, but the true prophet should not be afraid of the sword of men. Why? Because he was not sent by men. He was sent by God. And he needs to deliver the message that the master has sent him. That's why prophets are never popular. They are, never, they are not generally accepted. And in the same vein, as you begin to carry a prophetic spirit, you would offend people. Are we together, friends? Yes, 
Some of them you shall scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. That upon you may come all the righteous blood shed upon the earth, Father, from the blood of righteous Abel. You know, Abel was the first prophet that was taken out. And it was not taken out by the enemy. It was taken out by his brother, King. Are we together here? Why? Because Abel was just operating prophetically. And that was offensive to King. Are we together with me? And King took him out. Unto the blood of Zechariah, son of Barakias, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. So, we see prophets going through slaughter from Abel to John. Are we together here? From where? From Abel to John. Now, it's not just from Abel to John. It's even to Bishop David Oyedepo. The prophets are taken out. The list continues. But I don't think that God expects the New Testament church to take out our prophets. That ought to be the work of, of Jezebel. Now, that's the major assignment of the spirit of, of Jezebel. Jezebel is anti-prophet. I would have shown you in the book of Revelations, but there's no time. The work of Jezebel is to suck the blood of prophets. Are we here, friends? Let's read. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that what killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. Are you, are you, are you looking at me? That you have a natural tendency of killing your prophets. You have a natural tendency of killing those who are sent to you. If you don't learn how not to. You have to learn how not to. That there is a spirit in the air that is conditioning you to. Am I preaching here? There is a spirit in the air that is conditioning you to. Now, you need to, uh, to, to, oper- to walk in the spirit within and make sure you don't do that. Are my friends here? How often would I have gathered thy children together? Even as an end gathers chickens under the wings and ye would not. So, he says, the reason I sent the prophets was to gather you guys together. I sent the prophets for gathering, but you killed them and I'm unable to gather you guys together. So, the prophets are the tool for true unity. Am I preaching here? The tools of unity. They are the tool of accuracy. They are the plumb line. They bring the, they bring the plumb line of divine judgments to us. You know, when we talk about unity of the faith, it takes the prophet to do that. That the Bible talks about in Ephesians chapter 4. Unity of the faith does not mean that we still have tough fighting. What it means is that we have all agreed to the judgments of God. If you believe in gay marriages, I can't say because of unity of faith, I should join you. There will, not be, there will be disunity. 
<laughs> so, unity of faith for unity's sake. There's no unity. There can't be unity in sin. So the real unity is for me to stay on truth. Truth is the, is the gum of unity. It's the binding force of unity. Are my friends here? Are you listening to this? Behold, your, your house is left unto you desolate. Because you have killed your prophets. Your house is left what? Desolate. So there is a prosperity that would, should have come if the prophets were not taken up. Because the Lord says you should believe. Believe the Lord, you shall be established. But when you believe the prophets, what shall happen? Prosper. But when you, when you stone and kill the prophets, what will happen? You will be desolate. So desolation, some of, sometimes the, the reason for desolation is because the prophets have been stoned and they have been killed. It says, ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall see. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Now, this is the protocol of how to relate with the prophets. That's, now, he, he stated the problem, and now he's telling us what? The solution. So, one, you must agree that the prophet came from God. Now, if you agree the prophet came from God, you must put a blessing on him. Which is a type of worship. Yes. Now, you, you don't worship him because he's a prophet. You worship him because he came from God. That's why some people don't understand this. They say, they say it's human worship. You don't get what we're talking about. You are, you, are you are not intelligent. You are carnal. The carnal man sees it as human worship. The spiritual person sees it as from God. Now, now, do you know that if you, if you invite the president somewhere and the president can't come, the president sits, he will sit. He will send somebody. The person he sends will sit where the president is meant to sit. And it will be the honor of the president. Are you together with me? Now, that person could have been your, the youngest person in the room. And it can be the least qualified person in the room. If the president decides to send me anywhere, are you together with me? Everybody will stand up when I come in. Yes. The protocol remains because the president... Now, it's not the person, is the president. Yes. And so when we give the person that level of honor, you think it's human worship. It's not human worship. It's, it's the president's worship. Yes. So God would watch how you treat who he sent. Because that is him. Now, this is God's basic way of seeing things. Yes. Even those who are not prophets, this is how God sees them. Yes. When, Paul, when God was going to confront Paul, when he was on, on the road to Damascus, he said, why are you persecuting me? Wow. And it was the church that Paul was persecuting. But you see, the church is a representation. The church is the prophet of God to the earth. Yes. Wow. And so whatever you do to the church, you have done to the Lord. Now, 
in the, the church, the body of Christ is God's prophet to the earth. Now, God also now has prophets in his church. That whatever you do to the prophet, you have done to the Lord. And that's why I keep encouraging you. Never join people to speak ill of God's prophets. Listen, your response is quiet. Prayers. The prophets of God. Don't. Don't. Because when you do, you appreciate the solution. And um, you will not be able to gather together. I was speaking somewhere recently and I told them that, that, that criticism is the secret of smallness. If you want to be small, if you need a secret to be small, be critical. Now, it doesn't matter whether your point of criticism is right or wrong, even if you are saying the truth. But the critical spirit will keep you small. Is is the smallest bowl in the bowls that we used to receive from heaven? Is the tiniest. So he says, "Blessed is he that what that comes where in the name of the Lord." Huh? He says, "You shall not see me henceforth until you say." Until you say. It doesn't matter your desire to see me. You shall not. God is vowing that I'm not going to. There would not be the manifestation of Jesus' presence in your life until you say. Are we together here? Yes, sir. Until you say. So there is a work that the Holy Spirit is doing. He's bringing us to a point where we can say. That blessed is he. Now, how do you how do you sometimes when you want to when you want to worship God, you say, I bless you, Lord. Yes. And that is unto you say. Mm-hmm. That blessed is what is he. is he. When you put a tag of God, mm-hmm. on, when, when, you, when you can see men and see God, mm-hmm. then Jesus Christ says, You will not see me. Blessed is he that what? That comes in the name. So if he, if he comes in the name of the Lord, there's a blessing there. Are we here, friends? When it comes in the name of the Lord, there is a blessing there. He's blessed. When the Lord was teaching me this thing, he asked me a question. He said, how did I tell you to practice love for God according to scripture? I said, to love man. Abi? He says, you cannot say that you love God that you cannot see. When you don't love a, a man that you can see. He asked me, he said, how did I say she should feed me or bless me? He says, I should feed my neighbor. He says, Jesus Christ rebuked those guys. He said that when I was hungry, you did not feed me. When I was naked, you did not clothe me. When I was in the prison, you did not visit me. He said, when did we see you that you were naked? He says, in as much as you do to the least of the brethren, you have done to me. So, so anytime you are feeding somebody, 
you are not helping the person. Except you can help God. I don't know who's helping God here. So that changes. So it's not just that you. That's the difference between philanthropy and this Bible one. So whenever you see the poor being taken care of or being supplied for, and there is no honor of that poor, it's not the spirit of God. You have to honor the poor as though you are doing it to who? To God. So it's not just what you give. It's the honor with which you give it. Are you hearing these things? So that you will not follow them, T.B. Joshua. It's the honor. Now, that's not the honorable by giving somebody money and telling him to hold the paper on his, on his chest. <laughs> and the whole world can see it that this guy is a very poor person and if not for T.B. Joshua, he, will, he, will, he, will, he would have been dead. <laughs> person will not hold it like this. Sometimes they'll put the money in your hand like this. You'll carry it like this. <laughs> now imagine, 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 imagine bringing God outside and telling God, oh, yeah, who the money want to do? <laughs> so that's how you can know the spirit of Christ. I wonder it's not spirit of Christ. It is the honor that was put in the process of help, in the process of supply, in the process of feeding, if there is no honor there, it's not the spirit of Christ because you have to see God. Now, now friends, this is the least, not the scent. Wow. Listen, I tell you, a lot of you are still carnal. I'm not lying to you. If I'm telling you the truth. You are more intelligent than spiritual. You are just speaking in tongues. I'm not going to deceive you. You are very carnal, many of you here. I know, I know you speak in talk, but you are kind of, your brain is still smart, not spiritual. I've seen people stone prophets. I hate to get out of me. I've seen people kill prophet. I've seen people who have, who even me, as a prophet that I am, prophet, apostle, everything together that I am, <laughs> pastor. I've seen people teach her, yeah. God will help you, evangelist. You just say Jesus Christ. I've seen people tell me, do you know your head is not correct? Yeah. I say, I'm, I'm not that sure. Really. <laughs> uh, yeah. wow. I'm telling you. I've seen people shout at, at me. Get out. Get out. Get out. You, you are talking nonsense. Yeah. Now, don't, don't say, oh, the tendency is with you also. You are not just angry for now. Yeah. When you're angry, you have the tendency. Who do you think you are? No, who do you think you are? Say, I don't even know that I'm something. <laughs> you see, they did it to Jesus Christ. They tap him and ask him, who will tap you? <laughs> they will tap him like that and say, are you a prophet? Yeah, who will tap you, prophesy. <laughs> so if they do that to Jesus Christ, why do you think it's a big deal what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen. 
I've seen people say to me, that guy, that guy, they crazy. I'm, I'm talking about children, spiritual children. That guy, they crazy. Like crazy man. I say, hey, I did not know that. I'm crazy. But of course, after that, desolation is next. Yes. Yeah, desolation is next. It's an ordinance of scripture. And there will not be gathering. Things begin to fall apart. Are you together with me? Yes, because you did not say. Jesus Christ said, you are not going to see me until you see. So you see, you cannot route your spirituality independently outside pointing the people God sent. Outside knowing them and signifying them and putting blessing on them. Because he said, Jesus, I just want to see your face. You, Lord. You, Lord. He says, you will not see me until you see. Now, I see a lot of people struggling, and I know that's what they have not come to. They have not said, blessed is he. If you don't say that, you will struggle. You will not see the manifestation of God in your life. And sometimes I've seen people prosper, they think they are brilliant. It's because they say, blessed is he. You need to say, blessed is he. Blessed is he. Blessed is he. That comes where? Now, 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 do you know why the, the church is bereft of this understanding? Because a lot, a lot of pastors are carnal. Why are they carnal? They are afraid to teach. Anything that looks like they are talking about them, they don't want to preach it. And so, it's also that same spirit of Jezebel. It's the spirit of control and fear. You understand? Controlled by the congregation's opinion of their message. Now, do you notice that there was no time that we decided to do a kind of referendum of what you would like to hear? Yeah. 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 I'm the one that chose the meal. I choose the meal. You get the point now? I decide the meal. You don't, you don't... Are you together with me? I decide the meal. Yeah. There's no referendum. And you know, nobody can tell me what I should stop preaching about. And sometimes the message for five weeks can be dealing with you. And I cannot still be coming to you again. <laughs> somebody came to meet me and said, you know, last week, somebody came to meet me some months ago. He said, my, I had an issue somewhere. And he said, I think my pastor is preaching about me. I said, what do you think the Bible is about? <laughs> the whole Bible is preaching about people. The old Bible. Now, read the Bible. People's names were mentioned. When Paul wrote letters, he said he would write about somebody's name in that church. And they were meant to read it every day. <laughs> and I'm sure one of those guys say, I've repented now. <laughs> <laughs> Go read the Bible. The Bible is about what people did. He said, I hear amongst you that so so person did this. So actually, it's okay for me to even tell an apostle, this is what is happening in our church. Come and preach about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not, you don't preach. It's not, it's, we are carnal. And we think we are spiritual. There's nothing wrong. He say, all right, this is what I hear that is going on here. I, 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 I heard that. Yeah. 
Paul told Timothy, he said, sometimes some rebuke, the way you do it, is that you bring the person outside. I said, today Samuel is about this guy. Yeah, he said rebuke openly so that the people will be afraid not to do it. It's, 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 what you are practicing is not Bible. You are messy, I'm telling you. You are more, you are more Western than spiritual. People's names, people who mess up, their names are here. Our father Abraham, all, his, all the things he did is here. When Papa Miko came, is it not me came to preach about it? Not, is it is it is it in the spirit? He came to he came. He said, Don't enter, stay there. I want to deal with you today. The service was above me, and I was there. Oh, no. <laughs> it's New Testament. It's New Testament. It's not there's no secret. It's New Testament. There's no personal life. We are joined with Christ. One with Christ. If you treat your wife anyhow, one day I will just come and say, all right, um, Chris, open to Revelation. (laughs) You can see that one. I said, I want Chris to open that blue because something is wrong with his head. Open it. Uh, and there will not be offense. Yes. There will not be a problem. <laughs> All this carnality that we are doing up and down, we think we are doing this. Thing. And that's why we have a life different here and different there. Yes, sir. Because the surface we are doing, we are not, we are not serious. Are we together here? And the Lord says that, how do you love me? You love men. How do you feed me, clothe me, you feed me? And the Lord asks me, so how do you worship me? You honor and worship men. Now, you only, it only makes sense to you when you say, Abraham called, Sarah called Abraham Lord. Was that not worship? So, it's not the man you are worshipping. It's God that you see. You are seeing God. God is saying, when you see men, see me. Now, when it, what makes it crazy is when you are seeing men and worshipping men without seeing God. That's the mad one. That's the useless one. What do you call it? That's idolatry. And that is when worship is premised on gifting. Not on sending. Am I preaching here? When worship, you are worshiping somebody because he can prophesy. No, that's not what I'm preaching here. I'm saying that you honor someone because you you see that they are sent to you. And then you see them as, this is God's goodness to me. Now friends, if if PK was not in my life and Papa Aya was not in my life, I won't have a marriage now. No, that's the truth. I'm not lying to you. I was thinking about it. Coming. I said, I won't have a marriage. That's, those are the two reasons why I have a marriage today. And that's why my children's life is blessed. Hmm. Now, is it not because of God I have a marriage? Yes. But God says, if you don't see them as me, I will not enter your marriage. Hmm. If their words do not carry weight with me, divine visitation will not come into my marriage. If I wait, I say, God, if my marriage, nothing will happen. Nothing. 
Nothing would happen. If I say, God, he will send someone. He says, until you see that person that I sent, and know this is me. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. He says, you are not going to see me. The carnality is too much. Now, I wish I was preaching about somebody today, but I tell you the truth, I'm not preaching about any of you. This is just what God showed me recently, and I feel to share it with you. I tell you the truth. And if you feel it's you I'm talking about, then maybe it's actually you. Use it. We're too careless. We're too loose. Too carnal. Too weak. Too frivolous. Too, too simple. Are my friends here? This is what I'm asked to preach. Blessed is he. Now, it's not the one who comes that needs to tell you, blessed I am. They don't. They don't do it. The ones God truly sent, they don't. They don't tell you, blessed I am, blessed I am, they don't do. They allow you to say what you want to say. And it's unto you say, blessed is he. That's spirituality. But you know that many times we say blessed is he to dead prophets. You will just love John Knox. But you, you, you will despise your present prayer unit leader. But you want to go to the house of John Knox and pray on the tomb of John Knox and say, Lord, give me Scotland or I die. <laughs> Silly stuff we do. You go to the tomb of, tomb of John Knox, give me Scotland or I die. You are not John Knox, you are not Apostle Babalola. He says hypocrites. You are so spiritual and so connected to dead prophets. But the ones that are close to you, they are not blessed. Until the prophet die before he's blessing, why? Or until a prophet is popular and far from you, the prophet that is not near you, you say he's blessed. The day he visits you three times, he's no more blessed. Because your soul abhors near things. For some people, anything near can never be great. It has to be far. Even if God brought a great thing that was far, he brought it near. And then that thing gets near, they despise it. They, they, are not, they don't understand that greatness is common and greatness is around you. That's the will of God for you. And so, stop thinking what you can't assess is what is great. You need healing. People honor husbands who are not their own. Say, can if I if I can marry that ah, if I'm this that man that I marry, my marriage will not be like this. <laughs> the trouble, the problem you are causing your current husband, if it was that man that now you marry again, the problem continues. Because immediately, immediately you marry him, you lose he loses value in your eye. This one that you married, if you didn't marry him, you would have wanted him. 
This one that you married that you don't like, if you didn't marry him, you'd have wanted him. I remember those early days when this one and I were dating. Any small fight, that's when she would start dressing fine. I can't forget. I'll, I'll fight her and say, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Let's break up. By the time we break up, the next day I'll just see her going to class. You just wear one kind of clothes. I say, oh. <laughs> I say, let's look at this thing again. Let's discuss it. I'm telling you. That's where she will be very beautiful. Ah, I will have a diggy. Ah, oh my Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you the real facts. I'm not even lying. Ah, ah, ah. I'll go. You start. I'll beg. But after she says yes again, after some weeks, I'll be angry again. What's all this nonsense? I don't want. I don't want you. Why? Because I need healing. Because immediately it gets close, my soul despises it. When it goes far, it shines again. You must learn to appreciate the prophets that are close to you and not the ones on television. And whoever God, says, God sends to you, put a blessing on them. That way, you will not know desolation and you will not know scattering. The things you do in life will be gathered together and the things you do will prosper. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So that's the word of God for you today. God bless you.